This is the Gambling Gauchos. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to Gauchos After Dark, sponsored by our friends over at Barnett, Howard & Williams, bhwlawfirm.com. They hope you never need them. They're here if you do. Check them out. Rob, I'm sending you the co-host invite. Oh, we had a request already, but it, it disappeared. Rob, you in? I'm so in. How's life? Man, I'm uh, doing well tonight. <laughs> Good. Happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. At least one of us. Uh, hey, if any of you want to chime in with a question, comment, concern, complaint, uh, bad beat, hot take, whatever, it is uh, past midnight on the East Coast, so far away with whatever you got. Uh, I guess we'll just go brutally, right to Wait, hold on a minute. We got brutally middled on that UTSA total. Uh, yeah, I pushed, but would have yeah, been you nice. Push, to... You pushed, and I got the gist over on the under. Yeah. We both suck. Let's get right to the people. You want to? Yeah, man. Okay. Never, uh, never William. William, you're up first. What's up, man? Hey, fellas. Um, I, I don't know. I was in on our, uh, RC Max Shields a second ago, and I talked on there, but for the people that were on there, I've seen a lot of people dogging on donovan um and i pretty much just said that he he's a guy that was hurt his first year here he redshirted um last year he was a third string quarterback um don't, don't get much reps in practice that way yeah he started a couple games at the end of the year um he started seven games now he's he has the experience that of a freshman quarterback um i, I think the offensive line was bad tonight and it's really hard to be a quarterback when you can't run the ball and the number 16 team in the country can drop eight dudes um, into pass coverage uh, because they aren't scared of your quarterback running it or your running back running it because your offensive line can't block. Um, and I think it's unfortunate how many guys we had go down tonight. I think that sucks a lot, <laughs> especially Bryce. That, that was terrible prayers for him for sure because I was – not anything we wanted to see, of course. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've seen, I've just seen a lot of people dogging on Smith is the main thing, saying to throw Morton in there. Um, I think we just got to remember that the uh, the coaches see these guys a lot more than we do um, in practice each week. And if Morton was a better quarterback, um, I think they would put him in there. But uh, and it's not like they're going up against a bad defense <laughs> in practice because this defense is salty. But uh, I think if they. If I think we put the best guy in there every week, and if the coaches think that's Donovan Smith during practice all week, I think that's the guy they're going to throw out there. I don't think they're just mindlessly throwing him out there. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I will say this. Donovan was bad tonight. I agree with you. Uh, I'm not saying he wasn't. I think it's okay to say, yeah, well, and I know what you're saying, too. It takes reps. The only way to get experience, right, the way to get experience and to be better is to play. Um, I think people may be expected to not have growing pains and there's a reason you got seven transfers on the offensive line coming in this year. I mean, you knew your offensive line was going to be bad. I, I think it's worse than people thought. And I think maybe Zach Kitley was kind of a golden boy and people thought it was just going to be automatic and yep. there's been a little more struggle than maybe we thought. We, yeah. And, and the, I think, I think there's more blame to go on the coaches coach 
and Kitley tonight. And I hate putting blame on people, but if you're gonna, if pe- people are gonna do it anyways, but I think there's some blame to put on Kitley tonight um, for the lack of adjustments um, that he made throughout the game. We made some there at the end. Uh, I say at the end in the second half, um, but we don't utilize the middle of the field enough. Uh, we have we have an offensive line that clearly can't block anybody, um, and you can help that by throwing something over the middle of the field, quick developing slants. I mean, stuff you do in high school when, <laughs> when your offensive line can't block. Um, the outside sweep was working, and we only ran. We I think we ran, and it was mainly with Sir Roderick that it was working. He averaged over four yards a carry, but he only got nine carries. Um, and 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 the both I believe on both drives that we scored a touchdown, our primary run play was a sweep. Uh, I think what a sweep is. I'm not a football genius but <laughs> it looked a lot like a sweep just an outside run outside the ta- running outside of the tackles essentially yeah you also have had difficulty this season um executing screenplays i think and that is usually or can be used as an extension of the run game and just kind of a way to uh pick up some yards on a high percentage throw and even when you ran it a couple times versus houston and NC State, you couldn't really seem to move the ball that way. And I think that you're right. It doesn't all fall on Donovan. If you can't run the ball, if, uh, if the play calling is as deficient as a quarterback sneak on third and three, I don't think it matters who the quarterback is. If your running backs are missing corners that are blitzing and they get a free run at you, I don't think it really matters who the quarterback is. I know that's kind of the default uh, guy who gets all the blame and all the credit, but Clearly, this team has more than one issue on offense, and I think there's plenty of blame to go around. And um, I'll probably rewatch the game before Rob and I recap it more in depth tomorrow. But you know, at the end of the day, you you lose by 13. You were 10 point dogs, so I mean, pretty close to the spread there. I don't think anybody like outside the Texas Tech bubble saw anything today and was just shocked by it. But certainly a lot to improve on. Um, hopefully you're able to make strides quickly because I think there are, to me, there's more than one area of deficiency on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, at multiple levels. Uh, we got another speaker here. It's, um, let's see, Flash Gordon. What's up, man? Hey, how you guys doing? Just wanted to kind of chime in and ask a question. I will say the offensive line today was abysmal. I think that that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen in offensive line at Texas Tech play. And I've been watching Texas Tech football since 2006, 2005 with those types of guys. And I I mean, I've never seen a performance quite like that. There have been some bad ones, bad individual ones. (laughs) That one was bad, too. I will agree. I did watch. I mean, this week was twice as good as last week on the offensive line. This is, I will. I think that that often that defensive line, especially those guys, maybe were a little bit more talented. But I will say that that last week was also kind of bad. I guess it's just been a really crappy stretch between the last two weeks. Yeah. But uh, with the with the offensive line woes, with the play calling woes, I will say, Donovan Smith. As much as I love him, and as much as I will agree with William here that uh, he's probably the best guy that the coaches saw. I, one thing that just kind of irked me about him, his inability to like let that blitz clock go off in his head the timer in his head that should be like all right i've been standing back here for four to five seconds now 
nobody's touched me, I should probably either get rid of the ball or start moving. And it's just staying there. And it's weird because he's not like a – he is a really good running quarterback. I don't know why he didn't take off and run a little bit more. And I know the offensive line was bad and everything like that. But there were some times where I just saw him stand there and then get – it was a, a few seconds it passed by. I'm thinking to myself, I, I don't know why you wouldn't run there. Like there's some plays where you want to see him stay in the pocket, get better as a thrower. But when you need to run, when you're just when your offensive line isn't helping you all game, I, I just personally yeah. would have loved to have seen him get rid of the ball quicker. I guess my question, I know those were two statements. One question that I have at halftime of the Texas UTSA game, I was like, oh, OK, like Texas is actually kind of looking bad. They might, you know, this might be a really good game next week. And it still has the possibility to be a good game next week. But after that second half, what are you guys kind of thinking? I don't know if you watched the entirety of that game, but what are you guys kind of thinking about? next week's game, the matchup between Texas and Texas Tech. Do you think uh, – I know Texas looked really good in that second half. I don't know if you guys are worried. I wasn't really worried coming into – because I know Hudson Card isn't Quinn Ewers, and I would have. I was a little bit more excited for that matchup. But after that second half, I don't know if you guys are feeling different about that matchup. Thanks for letting me on. Have a good night. Hey, appreciate you chiming in, man. Uh, yeah, I think Texas is good. It's probably going to be the best team you've played yet. You'll have to play better than tonight to – beat them and to compete with them i will say this about donovan before we keep going because i'm pretty sure everybody's gonna talk about donovan uh if you watch the game it was pretty obvious the coaches said hey donovan don't run so much hang in the pocket try to throw down field um i mean you could tell because there was wide open spaces and he threw it to his running back instead of running um young quarterback i think he's still not confused but just working through being told and coached different ways it to, to play against Houston and NC State in back-to-back weeks with a weak offensive line, you can't improve much. You just kind of have to hold on uh, and tighten up your seatbelt. I believe the Duke of Texas was next, uh, and then whoever chimes in after that, Henry or uh, uh, 23 personnel. Yeah, I guess one bright note, you know, it's we could be Kansas State, which <laughs> – Took a, took a bad loss. You know, that hurts more. And I think, as kind of mentioned earlier, for maybe the casual football fan, if you glance down at the clicker or the ticker and, you know, saw the score, you'd think, yeah, kind of makes sense, you know. Um, but, man, just to play that good on defense, hold, you know, the QB to like 120 yards and maybe a running back to 50, 60 yards and just to kind of never feel really in it, you know, that's – it's hard to play that well. So, you know, I think seeing on Twitter and a, a lot of these spaces, everything kind of jumps to, you know, Donovan Smith. But, you know, I would almost put him as third or tied for fourth as a problem. Um, you know, obviously the O-line, right, a lot of these replays kind of watch, and it's just – it's hard to watch. They played a little better, but, you know, sometimes the pack was sending three. We had five hats to block, and – we were we had two guys just whiffing on a blocker so you know it's how do you get those guys serviceable and uh, that's not something you you fix very easy so that's extremely concerning that puts a lot of high percentage plays to be bad i should say or a high percentage for the play to be bad for donovan and then you know you'd like to see kidley make a few more adjustments there you know give me some slants give me some Maybe run plays that don't take three or four seconds to to kind of 
you know, evolve, you know, it's supposed to be an RPO, but, you know, we're really not selling the fakes or pulling out and passing real quick only, only once or twice. So, you know, these run plays are pretty obvious and they're four seconds to develop. And, you know, now we're second and 13. So that, you know, that's got to change up. You even got to maybe start trying some quick wide receiver screens. We didn't try those, you know, maybe if the DBs are, are uh, clinching up up close, you know, you try to go a deep ball over the top, but you know, you're really not trying either there. So where the slants at, you know, where are some maybe just easier basic screen plays that aren't too complicated that maybe gives us a chance where it seems like we're 0 for 6 on screen. So, you know, you got the O-line, you know, I wasn't too impressed with Kidley's adjustments. And then it, we don't see it on TV, but, you know, you start to question just our wide receiver core in general. You know, I think, do we do we have talent there? You know, do we actually true have, you know, second team, all Big 12 talent? It's, uh, you know, Duran Bradley, 6'5". Sometimes he feels like he's playing 5'9". I don't know if I've seen him really win a jump ball. Loke Fungi, you know, drops a, a, a pass that puts us almost near the goal line there at the, the first series. He's a big yeah, Trey Cleveland. Oh, was it? Yeah, he called it net, or wrong on the thing. Uh, hey, we got a lot of speakers in here, man. If you have something uh, like a question or anything else, or, or we'll move on, man. Yeah, run it on. All good here. All right. Cool, man. Appreciate it for chiming in. I believe we had uh, 23 personnel. Is this uh, Michael or Spencer? This Spencer. What's up, Spencer? Hey, so we're not going to talk about Donovan Smith. Sure as hell, I'm going to talk about Baron Morton. All right. Um, <laughs> when when are we going to get a competent special teams coach? Like we 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 gave up so many opportunities to a terrible, a shitty offense. We gave them like their longest drive ended in a in a turnover. Every other scoring drive, I think the longest was forty yards. And a lot of that came from. Just absolute mishandling special teams. Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, I was keeping track. I think I trailed off at one point, but you returned five kickoffs. None of them made it past the 25, and cumulatively you lost 36 yards versus had you just taken the touchback. Um, the punt return, of course, Adrian Fry was out of injury, so you have a new guy back there. Hokut muffs it. Um, NC State takes over at the 13. It, it's a, you know as bad as the offense is, and that's what everybody notices. And the turnovers have been really bad the last two weeks. There have also been special teams plays, whether bad punt, bad punt return, bad punt return coverage, that have given the opponent the ball in the red zone, infield goal range. Like there have been very few sustained drives against this defense. A lot of it is kind of just gift wrapped on a silver platter for the opponent, and that's you're right. That's increasingly frustrating because you're not a good enough team to to have that kind of margin for error where you can muff a punt or start at the 19 instead of the 25 every drive. You're just not good enough to do that right now. So I I would like to see a lot change on, on special teams. Um, and even Austin McNamara, maybe the best punter in the country, had a rough night. So, I mean, it was just kind of inescapable um, tonight for whatever reason, kind of on all phases of the special teams. So I'm with you. It's really frustrating. All right, let's snag uh, Big Henry, and then I think Jody and Alex, uh, whoever got in first. Mr. Root, sorry. 
Yeah, man. Appreciate y'all having me on. Just real quick, kind of starting something positive. I mean, a gut check in the Big 12 play. I think it was kind of necessary. We needed a little bit of a reality check after the Houston game, kind of figure out something new, getting into Big 12 play. Uh, second thing, do y'all think that the Houston win is diminished any based on their performance today against Kansas? Anyways, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think it was diminished. Kansas walloped them. Does Kansas have the best offense in the Big 12? People are asking. People are asking. And I think maybe Jalen Daniels might be the best quarterback in the Big 12. Uh, like, honestly. He's, he's legit. And, you know, hey, for all of our woes, Kansas State's offense, they need, I was going to say a shot in the arm, but probably two or three shots in the arm. I mean, I know everybody's frustrated with the loss to NC State, but K-State lost as 14-point favorites at home today, 17-10. And just, I think they tried on five fourth downs and I think missed four of them. Maybe all five, I can't remember. But, I mean, just brutal. Like, extremely predictable play calling. No ability to push the ball down the field or do anything creative. So, I mean, I think they, they're they probably more frustrated than you are. And that's where I look around the Big 12 and, like, still kind of, I mean, yeah, Kansas, probably the big surprise so far. But um, for as frustrated as Tech fans are after the NC State loss, I, I still kind of look around and don't view a ton of conference games as unwinnable. Uh, Mr. Root, Jody, what y'all got? Um, I was just going to say, you know, I mean, obviously we all saw the game. The, you know, there's a lot of issues, obviously, that have been hashed and rehashed. But I just wanted to say, I mean, this defense, like, this defense is keeping us in games that in other seasons would be massive blowouts, you know? So as, as bad as everything's been on offense and special teams, like I've got to tip my hat to DeRuiter a little bit and I hope we can continue that. And I hope we can keep him here because if we can get the, the other two sides of the ball going, like I've been super impressed with what I've seen out of this defense so far. Um, And then my, my question was going to be as was kind of, already brought up too uh who uh who do y'all think is gonna face kansas in the in the big 12 championship this year i'll take my answer off there um you know the best defense in the big 12 texas tech versus the best offense in the big 12 kansas that might be a good matchup um in all honesty oklahoma looks probably number one now i've been trying to put Kansas State up at the top, but they just don't have the offense. I said maybe they can win in spite of Adrian Martinez last week. After this weekend, I don't think they can. He stinks. Um, otherwise, Baylor looks human. Um, Texas is going to be fine, good, maybe. Um, I, I really don't know. I, I cannot get a handle on the Big 12 right now. Um, and I think probably Texas Tech moves down a rung after this weekend. I don't know who moves up in front of them, though. TCU didn't play. West Virginia played Towson. So uh, maybe you just kind of 
tally-ho and stay where you are for a week and head into conference play. Mr. Root, what's up, man? Yeah, I, I just want to say it's very on-brand for Texas Tech to have a great defense, like the best defense we've had in a decade, and then just have an offense that can't do anything at all. You know, I, I, I don't know what the hell the problem is, uh, and I also want to echo what uh, Spencer said and Jody says, like, what the hell are we doing on special teams? Please just fair catch every single kickoff until the end of time. Take the 25 yards and then, you know, get stuffed on like first and 10 and second and 10 and third and 10 and then punt the ball. But at least, you know, you have those extra 10 yards. And uh, also had a great time with Jody tonight. Uh, both ended up being in Dallas at the same time. Uh, you know, Dallas is West Texas. And uh, had a couple few beers and unfortunately um, watched us lose a football game. But, you know, what's new? I'll hang up and listen. I will say throughout the uh, Matt Wells era, every time Keith Patterson's defense showed up, the offense did seem to disappear. So maybe that's just our legacy that we can only be good on one side of the ball ever. Uh, Kyle, you want to look uh, around the rest of the Big 12 while we're here, since this is a Big 12 recap show? Yeah, um, interesting game next week. Baylor goes two Ames, and those are two teams that I think through the non-con I would put as like similar to each other. I'd, I'd probably give the nod to Baylor, but with that game being in Ames, I think, I think the spread will be very close, and I think it should be a competitive game. Um I was surprised – I've been surprised with Baylor at – well, you know, I had I had Blake Shapin as my preseason pick to be the first team All-Big 12 quarterback this season. Right. And he struggled. I mean, if you look at – you look at the scoreboard, like if you didn't watch the Baylor game, you go, okay, yeah, they won 45-7, to 42-7, whatever it was. Uh, they covered, you know, and you think, okay, yeah, Baylor must have played a, a good game against an inferior opponent. But – Nope. He was completing. Uh, he's completing more than fifty percent of his passes, but not much more than that. Uh, he threw a bad pick. Um, they just completely went away from him in the BYU game, and so I mean, I'm looking at that and at, oh, and BYU by the way. Not that I'm a believer in the transitive property, but maybe wasn't all we thought they were after the Baylor win. So I'm with you. You said you phrased it that Baylor kind of looks human, or that they came back down to earth. I would agree with that assessment which is why I give Iowa State a shot in that game next week. And if Shapin doesn't get it figured out, then I think that that's another Big 12 team that, like you and like Kansas State, is kind of looking around like, where's the juice on the offensive side of the ball? And that's where, I, that's where I'm not losing hope because I don't think that all these other Big 12 teams are just miles ahead of where you are. Right. And I do think you can improve as the season goes on. But – um, anyway, I think that'll be a, a revealing game for both Iowa State and Baylor. I think that one is, besides Tech versus Texas, obviously, I think one that uh, I've got circled for next weekend. Yeah, and everything we learned early in conference play, you kind of just either it gets thrown out with games that have been played now or you have West Virginia playing Towson and scoring 65. That doesn't tell you anything. Iowa State... Ohio doesn't tell you anything. 43-10, to 10, Ohio is bad. Texas State is awful and hung around with Baylor until halftime, really until the fourth quarter. Uh, and then Arkansas Pine Bluff covered against Oklahoma State because the line was 59-and-a-half. Uh, 
Um, I don't know. I just didn't learn much this weekend. Uh, and watching the Texas Tech game, I learned they had a good defense. And Donovan, for all his woes, the second pick he threw, Miles Price just stopped running. Uh, um, and then the, the pick six looked like a, looked like a miscommunication. So I don't know if I would prescribe those two picks just on Donovan Smith. And then you look around, Dylan Gabriel might be the best quarterback in the Big 12. Jalen Daniels might be the best quarterback in the Big 12. But if I'm being completely honest, Kansas and Oklahoma – uh, and then maybe Texas are the only good offenses in the Big 12 that are going to be consistent. Yeah, and kind of a weird schedule next week. A bunch of teams are still in the non-con. So, like, TCU plays SMU, which SMU is a good group of five teams, so maybe we'll learn a little bit more about TCU. Uh, Kansas plays Duke, which I hope college game day is there, by the way. It should be in Lawrence. Um, and then West Virginia plays Virginia Tech on a Thursday night. So still actually a pretty minimal amount of in-conference action next weekend. The only other conference game that we haven't talked about is K-State going to Norman. With the way Oklahoma played today I would, and the way Kansas State played today, I think OU will be a heavy favorite. And if that does unfold that way, I don't know if we'll really learn a ton through that game. But, um, yeah, then I guess after next weekend is when we'll really get into the heart of conference play for the – for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, about college game day, Kyle, I'll give you three that they'll, well, I'll give you two that they'll be out instead of Lawrence. You ready? Uh, well, Florida just lost, didn't they? Did they, did they lose or no, no, they won. No, they, they won. won. They lost last. So they might go to Knoxville three and O Tennessee hosting Florida or Clemson at wake forest, both undefeated, both in the top 20. And I would assume Wake Forest moves up even further uh, this week going 3-0. So I would assume Clemson-Wake Forest over Lawrence uh, with Duke and Kansas. I would love for College Game Day to do that exactly one week after patting themselves on the back for going to Boone and talking about how great that was for the sport to let the side like that host Clem- it. Yeah, just yeah. to follow Clemson. Because that game is Just to go to Knoxville or, or Clemson. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. You you have so few opportunities. Look, you can go to Knoxville or Clemson like four times a year if you want yeah. to. The opportunity for Lawrence to host game day is minuscule. Which so, I, it's at Wake Forest, so it'd be in Winston-Salem. But to your point, yes. Okay. I mean, that's like all they've been doing. That's why everybody made such a big deal about them going to App State is because they just follow Georgia and OU and Ohio State wherever they go um, or Notre Dame or, you know, wherever. And so I don't know that I just I loved that they were on the set like hey, this is so great for the sport that's why this show is so great because we cover everybody so right. if they if they go to Knoxville or something I'll kind of laugh at that they should definitely go to Lawrence. Will Kansas be ranked? Um, I People I don't know. No, they're not. I would be, be ranked. Kyle. No, they're not going to be ranked. I'd be a little bit pissed off at that, that they would get more respect for beating a 1-1 one and one Houston team than you got for beating a 1-0 and o Houston team. Yeah, they're not going to be but ranked. It also doesn't matter, but they could play that up, with, especially with their opponent being Duke. They could talk about basketball schools being 3-0, and o and I don't know. I feel like that's a great opportunity. And, and KU fans, you know, it's their first FBS home game this season. You know, they were at Morgantown and at Houston. So their fans are like, okay, holy crap, we're 3-0. and We have another winnable game against a Power 5 opponent at our house. 
I bet they have a really good crowd, especially if game day is there. I hope they do it at Allen Fieldhouse. That would be even better. Uh, KT, what's up, man? Hey, guys. I was just going to say, I don't want to talk about Tech, but Lance Leipold should get the Nebraska job because I'm scared of Kansas for the first time in a long time. That's it. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like Matt Campbell syndrome over the last five years. It's just shifted from Iowa State to Kansas. You know, everybody wanted Matt Campbell to leave because – Iowa State started beating everyone. And, yeah, I mean, this is only year two in Lawrence. Imagine if he does stay, what he might be able to achieve in year three, year four. I mean, that that was the automatic win on everybody's schedule. You, you knew that no matter how bad it got, that at least you could beat Kansas. And, man, I, I'm, I'm really impressed with the turnaround there, just how quickly they've done it. And I was I was willing to say that, one game was a fluke, but to beat West Virginia in Morgantown, I know they're not a great team, but you know I'm trying to keep it through the lens of we're talking about Kansas here. And then to go to Houston, which is a team I think most most people would peg as like a middle-tier Power 5 team if they were in a Power 5 conference and house them like they did today is – I think they're legit. I don't, I don't know if I have like a winning record, but I think they're going to be a tough out, so – I'm kind of with you. I mean, it'd be good for the conference if Lance Leipold stayed and built them into something, but I think he's also kind of emerging as a pretty obvious choice for Nebraska. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I still wouldn't say I'm scared of Kansas, but I do think they've recruited well. And, and again, Jalen Daniels and Neil, uh, the running back, but it's like seventh string running backs running wheel routes and being wide open in the first three weeks that are scoring. And it's like, what's going on here? Do they just have incredible confidence and they're just like drinking the golden elixir or something? I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but uh, good for Kansas. That is year two of the Leipold era. So don't just start thinking that uh, if Kansas can do it, Texas Tech should already be there. That would be next year for Texas Tech. Um, otherwise... Uh, Kyle, I guess any final thoughts uh, on the Big 12 or even uh, Texas Tech before we do our recap tomorrow? Um, Not really. I kind of wanted to review some picks here. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Again, this is Gaucho's After Dark, sponsored by our friends over at Barnett, Howard & Williams. Law firm based out of Fort Worth, but they handle cases all across the state of Texas. BHWlawfirm.com if you want to learn more. Rob, good news, bad news. The... Uh, Jeez, Arizona State is really going to lose. Uh, Twenty-two leg parlay went twenty-one and one, which is the same as it going zero and twenty-two. Thank you, Kansas State. And then I tried to make up for it with an eleven leg all chalk money line parlay. Oh, that and that, that would be ten and one right now if results held. But Arizona State is losing by ten to Eastern Michigan. That's incredibly embarrassing. So I kind of need that one to hit. Uh, I got owned on the um, NC State Texas Tech prop bets. Other than that, had a pretty good day overall. Um, got screwed, like I said, pushed on the total. Texas versus UTSA, 61. Would have loved another point there, but okay week. We'll see how this parlay winds up. That will basically be the difference maker, and that's why we love Pac-12 after dark. Uh, I doubled down with the Marshall beat Notre Dame so they'll lose the next week bet. Bet pretty big units on uh, Bowling Green plus 16 and a half. 
nailed it. Bowling Green actually went out right. I, I should have gone for it, but I uh, also had the over 15 and a half. Uh, the over and Kansas's opponent is now 0 and 3. Uh, 3 and 0 on the over, though, because Kansas is scoring outrageous amounts of points. Um, you could add a 78 and pushed in that game on the total. Let's see. Big 12. Uh, Keith Patterson covered. We talked about that this morning, plus 31 and a half. Cumbie did too. Oh, against Clemson? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't watch so, any of that game. I forgot it was on. Good day for last year's coordinators. And then uh, Oklahoma covered and hung an under, snug under. 49-14, I had that at 66 and a half. 21-14-1 today. That's pretty good. That's a lot of picks. That's a lot of picks, Kyle. He can follow me on action. I did hit another all-chalk parlay. It was only three-leg, but it was A&M. Uh, who else was on there? A&M, USC. Uh, that one hasn't hit yet, but it's going to an Oregon State. That was plus 102. So I really need Arizona State here. I uh, faded the FCS versus the FBS matchup. Uh, North Dakota State favored at Arizona plus three. Arizona up three at halftime. About to go watch that one. That's probably what I'll watch the rest of the way. Maybe that and USC Fresno flipping back and forth. Yeah, they're up. Tw- uh, they're up eleven right now at halftime. Hey, um, three and three before the bye week. Yes or no? Uh, yes, you'll win, you'll win one of the next three. Just one? Well, that would be three and three. Yeah, but like you're saying, you won't win two? I'm saying you'll be at least three and three, but I'm not going to say two, no. Okay. I'm All with right, you. I mean, going, on, going on the road, two Stillwater, two Manhattan, both tough games. I think offensively you can outscore Kansas State. Even with as bad as you looked on offense, you've looked better than them. Uh, or at least the same as them. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't. I just have no. I have no clue on Texas. I, I need to watch Texas Tech again. I need to. I need to figure out if Tyler Shuck's going to be healthy. I need to figure out if Baron Morton's going to get more than just garbage time. I just don't know. Yeah, I I think your defense is going to be is going to keep you in some games. I think it's just a matter of if the offense ever figures it out or not. Um, Zach Kitley is not an idiot. Okay, he took Western Kentucky's total offense from, I think, 120th to 7th overall in one year. So he knows what he's doing. If they can ever just be competent to pretty good, the way your defense has played, I think you could still have a good season. Um, that said... I know I alluded to this earlier. You need to play complementary football, which is kind of an overused buzzword. But giving so your defense, their last seven scoring possessions that have been conducted against them, five of them started in your own territory. The sixth one started at NC State's 44, so basically midfield. And then Houston had one long drive on that uh, bomb to Tank Dell on the first play out of the out of the gate in the third quarter last week. If you could ever get to a point where even if you're not scoring, 
if you're just not tying your defense, uh, you're not tying one arm behind their back while they're playing, you could you could win a lot of games scoring 27 points. And I know that's kind of a foreign concept around here. And I know everybody's all down in the dumps. I'm I'm not. I'm, that's just like not in my nature. And I th- I view today as kind of like the floor of what your offense will be. And so I'm looking forward to when they figure it out and they start complementing the defense. And if you can figure some stuff out on special teams, I still think you could be a formidable opponent for much of the Big 12. And I guess that's my final thought for tonight. Agreed. And complementary football is more than just running the ball and having ball control. It's also not muffing punts and not shanking punts and not catching kickoffs at the goal line and running out for 15 yards that it's not complimentary to starting your offense in a good position. Uh, but I would love to talk about that more tomorrow with you, Kyle. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you everybody for joining us on Gauchos after dark sponsored by Barnett, Howard and Williams. Like Rob said, we'll be back tomorrow with kind of a more in-depth recap on tech NC state. We'll also take a look at the opening lines across the big 12. Once those post probably late tomorrow morning, early tomorrow afternoon, So uh, we'll talk to you all then. Thanks. Love you all.